Welcome into DTC two-man show, the lunch variety. Stevie and Joe talking Nats baseball. Stevie, we got to talk. I think there's a couple things around the majors we got to jump into as well. Most notably, Montreal maybe getting a team, but only for half the season. We got to talk about, obviously, locally here, the Nats. The, the roster is questionable, I think, in certain spots. We'll, we'll get into that. I want to get your take on the Wizards. I, I know you're not an NBA guy these days. I think the last time you shot a three-pointer was... Uh, was it what the last year's last year's fantasy football draft night? Would that be correct? When when I ran uh, you off the court? Uh, the great three point contest of two thousand and twelve. The I don't I don't two thousand and twelve. I think you're thinking two thousand and one maybe. I know I know I know. It's two thousand and one. We're going on eighteen nineteen years on that one. Um, but I mean, look, let's just talk about baseball. You're the baseball guy around here. I was at the game last week. I was really impressed with what the Nationals were able to do against the Phillies. Um, in three out of four games, the fourth will be made up, I think, in September. I actually don't remember when they're when they're scheduled to replay that game. Uh, Bryce had a terrible series. I think there's actually the beginnings of some rumblings that maybe, you know, the word regret is starting to bubble up in Philly, that maybe Bryce made a decision that was not in his best interest by going there, chasing the money. I mean, he can't publicly say anything. Let's talk about Bryce first, and then we'll switch to the Nationals. He didn't have a good showing coming home, or sorry, can't say coming home. He didn't have a good showing in D.C. last week at all. Um, in fact, the the Nationals trolled him by the. I don't know if you saw what they posted. the The Twitter account was um, the Twitter account was really strong, actually showing all of his swings and misses, basically strikeouts, as the the synopsis of the game. I thought it was brilliantly done, but uh, he's he's less than six months into a thirteen year contract. I mean, he cannot come out and say anything that resembles regret, mistake, oops. He can't do that. I mean, he cannot do that. But from from our vantage point as Nationals fans, looking at what what he's dealing with right now, which we, I think, to some extent expected, I mean, he's stuck. Am I wrong? He's stuck. Well, yeah, you're wrong in the sense of who's the one that should be showing regret in St. Bryce. It's everyone in Philadelphia. And that's where I see the regret is Phillies fans are seeing what they just bought for 13 years, $300 million. I was at the game Wednesday. I taught my kids how to boo. And I was saying we should be, every time he struck out, we should be chanting 12 more years, 12 more years. I mean, this, this, like you're talking about a 240 average, 12. I mean, that, that's the shocking thing. We knew that Bryce was a below 250 average hitter. I mean, he, he, he's not making contact a lot. He strikes out a lot. He's on pace to set the record for most strikeouts in Phillies history. But the biggest decline and biggest surprise this year has been the lack of power. That when Bryce makes contact, it's usually for a home run. Right now, he's only got 12 home runs. He's tied with Howie Kendrick, who doesn't even play full-time. I mean, Anthony Rendon is, is, is way ahead of him. So, I mean, the, the, that is the most concerning thing if I'm a Phillies fan, which, of course, I'm not. Um, but he, he and the Phillies are in complete disarray right now. I know they, they won yesterday. They beat the Mets. But before that, they lost seven in a row. They had started about, you know, a month ago. They were up four games in the division. Now they're down six games uh, to the Braves, who have been scorching hot uh, lately. So everything in Philly just smells of a disaster right now. And it, it's only a matter of time before Bryce comes out. They're already booing him at home when he strikes out. Um, this thing could get a lot worse. But what can they do? Like, what can, what could they actually do at this point? I mean, both sides are stuck. Nothing. I mean, you have to hope that somehow Bryce 
becomes a better player. And he has shown nothing in the seven, eight years that he's been in the majors that shows he can improve as a player. I mean, his best season was his MVP season, which was 2015, which is becoming, you know, showing it years and years ago now. I mean, it's almost four years removed from that uh, MVP season. So Bryce has shown nothing that he can improve and get better. His swing is completely out of sorts. He's always falling backwards. He's always falling towards first base. He's, uh, you know, a lot of times he's out of step. He's, he's, he's Steve, out of do balance. Do you miss him? Do you miss him? Do you miss him? Do I? No, not at all. Not at all. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm surprised. I kind of miss him because, I mean, he, he, I don't know, I don't know why I miss him, but I definitely, I got that feeling seeing him live and in person last week. I mean, I kind of miss him. I'm not sure why I miss him. It's not because of his on the on like his his contributions to the team. Uh, I I think I just miss having like he he's a legit superstar. Maybe maybe he's not going to be a superstar much longer. And you know I, I don't know. Just something he seems to very be an all star. He didn't make the all star cut. He, I mean uh, that's I mean that's shocking in and of itself, right? Just from where we were, less than I mean this guy didn't have a contract at the beginning of March. Or whatever it was, whenever he signed it, like uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks before uh, spring training, I just, yep. I just look at him. You look at him, like the way he was interacting with the fans, like the the fake volley of the ball, or like just doing like little things. Like, of course, you're gonna get booed, and you're gonna get booed for you, a you long miss, time. You miss that? He's an asshole. Can oh, I say asshole? You can. I mean, I, no, I don't miss that, but I don't know. It's just maybe, maybe it's the DC sports thing where we just get we get overhyped for like stars. You know, he, he, you know, he was the equivalent of like a Dan Snyder sighting, right? Like he's just a big name that everybody kind of knows, but we, we saw him like kind of grow into who he is. It's just weird to see him in a, like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I guess I could argue either side of it. Uh, You know, I was happy the Nationals got the win. Nationals, I mean, those, those three wins were huge. Those three wins were huge. And frankly, they, they should have taken at least one more off the Braves as well. Uh, I think Sunday night was, was it Sunday or Saturday? I forget which one. Saturday night. Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's get to a better uh, subject, which is the Nats have breathed life back into this team and, and through this home stretch. I mean, they split a four-game series with the Diamondbacks, go two and two, um, and, and Diamondbacks are a good team, so there's nothing wrong with, with splitting the series with them. Then they go into the seven-game stretch against the Phillies and Braves, where they and it turned into, of course, a six-game stretch because of the, the, the rain out, um, where they needed to make up some ground on both teams. And what ended up happening was the Braves gave up some games before they arrived into town and they made up some ground on the Braves. And then they just swept the Phillies and the Phillies are now in disarray. They are two games back at the Phillies and the Phillies are, are tanking and free falling uh, quickly. They're eight games down on the Braves, which doesn't seem like you're making up a lot of ground, but they have a really light schedule for these next two weeks. These next two weeks are really critical where they got the Marlins for six games, Max Strasburg and Corbin set to pitch in Miami starting tonight. The Braves are in Chicago playing the Cubs and and then they go to the Mets. If they can get to the all-star game and, and chop into that lead uh, and get it to about five games, they're going to play, play the Braves another 17 times. Uh, in the back end of the season, they're not going to be playing the Phillies a lot. So that's why if they can really make some, some hay in this, they're right back in it. And there's something, I think Tom Boswell, I think it was Boswell made a point in, in one of his articles recently in the post saying, we have never seen the Nats 
in a chase from behind situation. Either, I mean, there's two types of Nazis we've had over the last 10 years since they moved to the district or moved back. They are either, you know, first place starting from, you know, opening day and they have the lead the entire time and it just continues to grow, grow, grow. They lock up the division a month before the season ends and it's a comfortable season or they're in free fall and they're never in contention and the, the, the season goes in disarray and Papelbon's choking Bryce and <laughs> typically ends up with these kind of disaster seasons. We've never seen this season where they are lurking, they're chasing, they're building steam, they're gaining ground, and they are, are kind of in the chase mode and, and more of the hunter than the hunted. And that's really, really exciting for a young team like the Nats who've been so injury uh, riddled and are getting healthy in, in the right time and should hopefully make some serious noise in the second well, half. I mean, and they're, and they're making some roster adjustments, right? We, we said goodbye to, uh, to, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Trevor, right? Trevor was cut. He was released from the team. Kicked him out. Yes. And, and it probably should have happened a long time ago. Uh, but yep. I, I, I've never, I don't recall a player being sent down to the majors for the full, 30 days like I, there's some rule where that like if you you can't keep them down for more than 30 days i was so surprised that the, he actually made it 30 days but frankly he pitched terribly in the minors as well so i i don't know like i can only imagine that when they brought him back up it was basically like hey like this is your season here like this is it like you, you gotta you gotta be able you just gotta throw some pitches that actually cross the plate and, and that are called strikes and and he still couldn't do it so you know, I, this guy is only a couple seasons removed from 40 saves or 35 plus saves. I mean, he's, it's kind of amazing. Like it, it shows you how quickly things can change, but frankly, like w- the, the nationals didn't have a choice. Like you can't, you can't hide him anymore. Like there's no scenario. And, and this was covered extensively by the midday show. Like there's no scenario where you can hide, you can't hide him with a five, with a five run lead. You can't pitch him when you're down five. Like there's actually no use case for him at all. So this was coming and it had to be done and now it's done. What's really like the, the piece that really stood out to me and I was having this conversation at the park last week, the Nats went from sellers to buyers in a span of 10 days, right? Like this, this is where like Rizzo really has to prove himself like this. Like you said, I I don't disagree with what you said. Everybody's working. It seems a lot harder this season than in seasons past the chase is on, but literally the Nats went from being potential sellers or likely sellers to finding themselves, they're less than 10 out. Like you said, they got 17 to go against the Braves. They got a stretch of of six against the Marlins coming up. Like if they can, if they can close this gap to three or four, they're gonna be buyers and they're gonna be they're gonna be looking for the same thing everybody else is looking, which is you know, arms. They they need they need pitchers. Um, you know, I don't know when's Bear Claw come back. I mean, he's, he seems like he's been injured for like the entire season at this point. So they uh, they gotta find some healthy arms and you know I you know Max last week was, you know, I, I don't think it belongs in like the pantheon of great Max moments personally when he shows up with a broken nose to pitch because it's a broken nose and it's not like, I mean, I suppose he could have made it worse if he took a shot to the face or something. But um, I mean, this guy is still balling out and, and Strasburg is quietly having himself one of his better seasons, right? I mean, am I, am I wrong on that? And Corbin, Corbin threw a couple stinkers, but, you know, he's been serviceable, right? He's no... He's no better, or like in seasons past, when the when like you said, when the Nats have held that coast to coast, you know, they basically ran away with the division. You look at the three, four, and five starters, or primarily the three and four. You had combinations of Geo and Tanner and all these guys. I mean, at, at minimum, Corbin's kind of in that mix, right? I mean, he might even 
I think you could argue he's better than those guys. Um, I just don't know like where where can they go get an arm right now? Like because they need they need probably two, maybe even three. Well, the, the starting pitching is not the problem here. Patrick Corbin, like you said, had a couple clunkers, but last week pitched a gem on Wednesday against the Phillies to really open up and set the tone for that uh, kind of important stretch against the Phillies and Braves. So Corbin is the best lefty we've had here, uh, as far as I can remember. Of course, you know, second would be Gio. He's leaping better than Gio Gonzalez. So uh, starting pitching is not the issue. Max Scherzer over the last four games, 4-0, 0.93 ERA. He is locked in. Strasburg has given them quality start after quality start. And Annabelle Sanchez, who pitched, we don't realize this because Trevor Rosenthal destroyed the game on Saturday, but he pitched an incredible game on Saturday, and he has been incredible since coming back from the injured list. So right there, those you know, uh, four pitchers, and then you had Austin Voth or Voth or whatever on Sunday pitch a great game and put them in a position to come back and tie that game up 2-2 before, again, the bullpen failed. All eyes are on the bullpen and on Rizzo and what he's going to do. Tanner Rainey has been awesome in the seventh inning. And he, I mean, the difference between the Nats today and the Nats a month ago has really been Tanner Rainey's uh, uh, you know, emergence as a seventh inning guy and Wander Suero as an eighth inning guy. And of course, Doolittle does his thing in the ninth, but those guys have become the bridge to get them into the ninth and get Doolittle the ball. And they have become the guys that uh, Davy trusts in high leverage situations uh, to really get them to the finish line. And so that, the question there is, can you upgrade that? And of course, they're going to need more arms Uh you know, as they go on. So to see who's available come uh, trade deadline, there's going to be arms available. I know they're calling up uh, a couple guys. Uh, they called up uh, uh, Rodney, Fernando Rodney, who's 42 year old, probably be the, I think the oldest pitcher, active pitcher in the majors. He's a lefty. I think they're calling up Johnny Venters, uh, another uh, nice guy, 34 year old, nice arm lefty. So you're going to need another lefty arm, Tony Sip and Matt Grace, not getting it done. Um, but that, again, it's going to be all eyes on Rizzo. And the question is, do we trust Rizzo enough to get it done at the trade deadline? I'm a Rizzo guy, and I think uh, he's going to find out that, that this team, uh, he's going to become a buyer at the deadline. Do you have a prediction for how the rest of the season plays out? Do you think they catch the Braves? I think they make one hell of a run. The Braves are a great team, and the Braves have, have been the best team in the, in the NL East. The, the Phillies were you know, in the lead the whole time it was – um, it, it totally wasn't legit. Braves are going to be a great team, but I I think they're going to catch them, um, barring injuries. I think they're getting healthy. Ryan Zimmerman should be back this week. He's doing a, a minor league stint uh, this week in in in, in Harrisburg, I think. Uh, so they're going to be assuming they stay healthy. They're going to catch the Braves. Braves don't have the pitching to compete. Uh, uh, in the second half of the season with the Nats. It, it'll come down to starting pitching. Nats starting pitching is better than the Braves starting pitching, especially with Fulton Awich, their uh, uh, stud from last year, having a terrible season. Um, so I, I want to underscore the offense, too. The Nats have found, uh, I mean, they've been they've been making better contact. I mean, they're, they just look like a better team. They look like a different team. And I, I think Rendon coming back obviously was a big help, but the team just looks better. And I think the calls for Davies' head have have quieted in large part because 
the team is just playing better. I mean, it's nothing has really changed. I think the question that caught me off guard last week, uh, I was chatting with some folks uh, during the rain delay. You know, everybody's talking about the Braves and how good they're playing. You know, the Braves are overachieving while the Nats are potentially underachieving. And I think if it was push come to shove and you said you can have one of these rosters, I think most people, 8 out of 10, 7.5 out of 10, maybe 9 out of 10, are going to take the Nationals roster. It's just a better roster, even with the holes and the problems that they have, um, you know, with the pitching in particular. You know, I, you know, you never, it's it's hard to say like the team is better without a certain player, but I, I can't imagine anyone had any confidence in, uh, in, in, in Trevor walking out there on Saturday. I, I don't know, like, it just, it was a mess. That was just a messy situation, but he's looked bad the entire season, and that's on Rizzo, right? I mean, he was... Exactly, and he wouldn't have gone out there on Saturday and been given so many chances if he wasn't making $7 million. I mean, that's what it got down to, is they didn't want to eat up the $7 million contract, so they gave him chance after chance. I, I can guarantee but he got you, lit up in the minors, too. I mean, he got lit up in... You, you, may, you may have been able to hit a couple off him. I, I think I could have, okay? But or at least, at least turn in and take, take a shot to the back or something. That, that, that's the only thing. I mean, he couldn't throw a strike. I mean, that's rule number one if you're a reliever in this league is you got to be able to throw strikes and, and challenge. you got to throw a challenge fastball. He couldn't do it. But, it, but the falloff is amazing. Like, he, he's like literally, he's less, I'm looking at the numbers. He's less than two years away from, or two years beyond a 30-plus save season. So it was just... Uh, I don't know, but there's other stuff going on around, around the uh, around the majors as well. Did you see Pujols go home for the first time? Did you see that? That is cute. It was a nice moment. It's the opposite of Bryce. Like it's the opposite. the exact opposite. <laughs> I think he's the opposite person of Bryce. I mean, uh, I there's a viral video of uh, him with with some some kid, I think, uh, autistic kid or something, giving him his jersey. So yeah, he's the opposite guy. He deserves it. Yeah, and uh, how do you feel about the Rays potentially splitting their season between Tampa Bay? And Montreal. I, I don't get this one at all. I, I understand. Uh, I've never been to the Tropicana or the Trop in uh, in Tampa Bay. I don't know how terrible that place is. I like. It's been like. I mean, I hear the comparisons. It's it's like an old Costco. Um, is the is the analogy that I keep hearing. But um, you know, I have a problem with owners leveraging cities for like taxpayer funded. Um, buildings or stadiums like it's just a problem for me with given the amount of money in professional sports that being said i don't i don't understand how you can split a team between two different countries like how how does montreal canada get a team for half the season and tampa bay florida get the team for the other half of the season i, I just don't understand how this would work and it it like it's i guess it's it's a unique idea but i just i don't get this i don't get this um, with you, I don't get it at all. It's it's gimmicky. It's very WWE. <laughs> it's very like well, they, they, WWE like, packs the house, baby. Whether it's uh, whether it's DC or anywhere they yeah, go, we'll see about the XFL. Okay, but uh, yeah, it's gimmicky. It's beneath uh, Major League Baseball. It's beneath one of the four major sports uh, leagues. Uh, but Montreal I, here is beautiful. I mean, but as as recently as uh, I don't know, fifteen years ago, they 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 let go of their team, right? So I it just the whole thing doesn't it doesn't it, the whole thing just doesn't make sense to me. Like you know, New York, New Jersey sometimes would share a team, especially like in the early days of the MLS. But they're like the same. It's the same type of people. You know, take that however you want. It's also like the same part of the country. 
you know, like the Giants play in New Jersey, whatever. Like that thing happens, right? That it's kind of like how the Redskins play in in Maryland, like whatever. This is like Florida and Canada. Like this is these are these are not anywhere near each other. You, you, I don't understand how like tickets would work. I don't understand. Like I just don't get the whole thing. Um, but frankly, if it's all over a stadium in Tampa, why not just move the team permanently to Montreal? Like if they want the, if they want baseball then just move the team. It's not, you know, Tampa for a while. I mean, and it's not like Tampa has been an unsuccessful franchise. I mean, they, they have, I think they have two world series credits to them, I think. And they're not that far away. I got to go back and I got to do some, you're, you're winking at me. Am I right? Or am I wrong? I'm winking at you, but you're wrong. <laughs> I think, okay, we'll do a little quick fact check here, but I think I'm right on this. Uh, let's see. Um, but I, I don't get this. I, I don't know how it works and I don't know how it makes the league any better. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it, but have a, a stat checker can we hire someone can we put out a call no, we can't hire anyone of course not uh they won the 2008 world series were you watching baseball in 2008 i, I wasn't I was, I was a little occupied doing other things that was before i got married let's let's keep that between me and you yeah and everyone that's listening yeah they are uh yeah they they 2008 but okay i mean any other storylines that you care about across uh, across baseball? The Mets have been a little bit of a dumpster fire. Matt the Met won't even take my call. Like, he won't even. I mean, this was a guy who came in here talking all kinds of big stuff about the season and what's going to happen. And I mean, he he literally won't take my phone call. <laughs> As he should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the NL East is turning into a, a cluster, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's a mess. But I, I, you know, I feel like the Nats are going to be okay navigating the mess. I, I wish Davey would stop with the gimmicky, like he did the camel thing last year. And then he had the terrible T-shirt this this past week. I don't know if you saw that. I'm just I don't like the gimmicks. I don't. I'm not a fan of having to encourage or psych up professional athletes. Like just let them do their job. Like Max doesn't strike me as a guy who needs to to take a ride on a camel to get ready to pitch. I mean, when 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 piss starts uh, dropping from Davy's leg when he's got to take Max out of a game, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't need the uh, extra encouragement. Stevie, are you watching any of the uh, national soccer action that's happening? We got the men playing in the Copa America. We got the the women's no. team surviving barely against Spain yesterday in the Women's World Cup. Are you watching any of this? I watch the women's. I, I think women's soccer is more entertaining than men's soccer. Oh, uh, I think team perspective because they're so dominant and they're so good. Uh, yeah, and the women they they got some sillies on the team. Not gonna not gonna sugarcoat that. Okay, Alex Morgan is uh, uh, quite a talent. Quite a talent, if I say so myself. Um, You're winking yeah, they, again. You're they're winking they're again. the favorite, right? They're 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 supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I mean Sweden. Sweden is the team that beat them last uh, in the Olympics, I, be, I believe, and I think they won the last World Cup as well. Uh, so Sweden and, and Spain, Spain is a good team. Um, I mean, and they, they really, for large parts of that game yesterday, they didn't have any business. Uh, they, it just, at the surface, it didn't look like they should have won. Like they just didn't play. Pretty bogus penalty. Uh, yes, uh, I, I think so too. I think it would, it would certainly, we, I don't like to say lucky, but, uh, I, I don't think if, if, if you duplicated that scenario, I don't think you get that call again. Um, but they, I mean, they're alive. They're, they're still moving on. And, and I've watched, I've actually watched quite a bit of the women's world cup. My, uh, my oldest daughter is actually 
kind of getting into it. She can watch like 10, 15 minutes at a time, which is pretty good for uh, you know an under four-year-old to kind of just watch something um, that's not cartoons or uh, Peppa Pig or whatever else uh, is always on my TV at my house. So, um, I mean, I've personally been enjoying it. Copa America, or uh, the sorry, the Gold Cup, I, I don't get this competition at all. LP and I had a big discussion about it on the last show. You can't have a tournament every single season. Like you can't, you can't have a tournament every single year, especially when it coincides with your own, like uh, with with the MLS. It just the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I've also been watching some of the uh, African, uh, the African Cup soccer. I don't know if you watched any of that. It's, it's in the motherland. I have not, but it's in the motherland. Yes, they actually they've done a nice job hosting it. They they were the eleventh hour swap. To, they weren't supposed to host it, and then they took it on to, instead of canceling the competition. But um, there was supposed to be. I couldn't tell you. I just I have no idea. I don't keep up with the uh, regional uh, regional soccer on that continent. <laughs> uh, you know, which I it apparently catches people by surprise. But there are some limits to my uh, my my knowledge base when it comes to uh, to that. But. Um, did you see the storyline coming from the NBA commissioner's office about the word, the use of the word owner? I feel like you would have gotten this on one of your AOC daily, uh, newsletter emails. I, it sounds like you're a big fan of the new, uh, regulation. I don't understand it, to be honest. Uh, somehow Ted Leonsis is now the owner of the Capitals and the governor of the Wizards based on, uh, this new recommendation. I, I don't understand how anybody with a, with a functional brain thinks that, Calling the an owner of a team is somehow racially insensitive. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I think it's completely indefensible, personally. I, I, I uh, it's okay. Well, what, you you agree with it? I'm sure. I do. I do. I, I'm all for progressive values here. Okay, I'm excited for the the Dem debate tomorrow or the JV squad. I think is tomorrow. Who's, who's your guy? Don't say Biden. Oh no 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 no! Um, I, I you know I'm waning off of my guy. My my guy was Budacic, Okay, Mayor Pete was a big fan of Mayor Pete, and then recently how he handled the uh, police shooting, uh, not a fan of. But uh, hey, if Bernie's gonna bankrupt uh, the country, I'm all for it. My kid can go to college for free. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I don't understand how people support free everything, especially people that have survived debt and paid off their debt. Like, isn't that like, it's very, it seems just very like, in, like my wife, my wife has, is continuing to work extremely hard to pay off her debt. Like I just have a, well, stop. well apparently, yeah, apparently the, you know, it's, yeah, apparently we should stop and just let Bernie pay it off. But, uh, Bernie's Bernie to me is, uh, he, he's an interesting, like I, I incur, like I like listening to him. I don't like what he says, but I enjoy his delivery and the pageantry of Bernie speeches, and uh, I don't know why he's so red all the time. Also, he looks like a tomato. I'm not sure why, uh, but I mean, so does our president. So I, I, I would just love to see this, uh, see them back to back, or I guess up there debating each other. I don't think it'll happen. I think uh, one K Harris is still the underdog on the Dem side. I, I actually like, uh, I like her. She's well spoken. I do. Kamala, yeah, big Kamala's not a yeah. She's formidable. So is Elizabeth Warren too. Uh, I think I don't think she survives long term. You, you can't. She's the, the. There's too many people forget. People don't. No one's gonna let her forget. Are you kidding me? No one's gonna forget that she her entire adult life she claimed to be uh, an uh, an Indian, an American. Uh, like uh, there's no way, Stevie. Come on, come on. Not possible. Any final thoughts? We'll put a bow on this one. I know we both got things to do. 
No, big uh, Nats open uh, series against the Marlins tonight. Uh, big Max on the mound. Should be should be fun couple of days for them. How are you feeling about the Wizards' uh, first-round pick, Rui? I think he's European, Japanese. Japanese. Very good, Stevie. Very good. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks for making time, Stevie. We'll uh, we'll catch up again in a couple days. We'll see if the Nats can close this gap. For Stevie, my name is Joe. You can find this show, DTC Defeating the Curse, across all platforms, including Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, you name it, you can find us. You can search for us on social media as well. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, shout out to LP for getting into a beef with Florio over the Redskins name yesterday. He did a very good job holding down the fort. Um, he, he, you know, he gave it to him. And Florio is one of these, like, change the name, it's offensive guy, and LP let him have it. And the people were with us. So way to go, LP. But for now, we are signing off. Until next time, we are out.